0: What is up? Uh, what is going on? Right now. Yeah. We, <laughs> we want to know. So we're saying hello mm-hmm. to you, but we don't want to... This, this is not a one-way conversation. It actually is a one-way conversation. Cause it's a you, two-way
1: conversation. Me and you are speaking exactly. to each other. <laughs> Perfect.
0: And it can be a third one if um, you respond. You typing. know what?
1: It's fine. We'll just we'll just continue speaking. You don't have to respond. We're not gonna put that pressure on you as the listener, because after all, you are the listener. Yes. It is your right. right. It is your duty to listen. Exactly. So you're doing the
0: most. And we appreciate that. <laughs> right. So welcome. To the movie show. On Active FM. I am Sash. And you know me, Ryan.
1: Mm -hmm. And today we are reviewing a movie that was made all the way back when, 10 years ago in 2011.
0: That's right. It's
1: very weird saying 10 years ago and it's 2011, but we have gotten to that stage of life. Can I just say, how crazy is it that we're like already in April? Like, what happened to time? What happened to the year?
0: Well, the busier you get, the faster time flies. And the more you have fun, time flies too. <laughs> and we're having lots of fun. So enjoy watching, your
1: life while it lasts. In other words,
0: watching really good movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sashi, so what was your opinion of today? Because uh, we haven't had a conversation about this movie. At we all.
1: actually have not.
0: I've walked in, We had one or two mic issues, and I was started recording. And it's like, oh yeah, uh, <laughs> the movie. So what was your thought about the movie?
1: <laughs> so sure, I had seen this movie in. Uh, I don't know how I saw this movie. One day I was researching movies and I saw it and I was like, oh, that looks like a good movie to watch. And then I never watched it. And then I was looking for a movie to watch with my family and I got like eight options. And this was one of the options. And we watched, we actually went and watched the trailers for the different films. I know, shocking, right? But we did. We went to go and watch the trailers because we wanted a good film. And this one stood out amongst all of them. This was the one we chose. But I really... The concept of this film is brilliant. I really, really enjoyed. It's it's a breath of fresh air. It's not your usual story of I don't know. It's 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 one of those that really like stand out. So I, I personally enjoyed the film. The only thing that I would say is wrong with the film is that there was a scene where yeah, the two main characters decide to jump into bed together, so you do need to just switch it off. Or but it wasn't even long. Like we switched, we, we switch our TV off when that happens, when that occurs, and yeah, we then switched it back on.
0: Well, let's work this out. I watched mine on Google Movies. I think it's a uh, five five second. You know when you can jump ahead or. Practice. Oh yeah. Uh, so I think I pressed it about three times, no, maybe maybe four times, and then it was finished.
1: So it was approximately twenty seconds long. Yeah.
0: There we go. There you go. <laughs> like, you get the idea they did this. Okay, all right. There you go.
1: So you, you rented this film off Google Movies, right? That's right. I watched this film on Prime Video. So I have a Prime Video subscription. And those are two places that you can go to watch. The Adjustment Bureau. Did we even say the name of the film? Well, it is the title of the show. Exactly. So the film is called The Adjustment Bureau. It is directed by George Nolfi. And it's actually his first film. It was his first film. Wow. Right? First film directed by George Nolfi. Shocking, right? There were other films I think he was involved in, but I think this was the first film that he actually directed. He
0: was the writer of Ocean's 12.
1: Yes. So he was in
0: the film industry. And the Born Ultimatum. Ultimatum. So there you go, Matt Damon. He's worked with Matt Damon before.
1: And he directed The Banker which had Anthony Mackie in it. And Anthony Mackie was also in the film. Anthony Mackie plays Falcon in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, if you rec- recognized him. Did you recognize him, Ryan?
0: Um, yeah, yeah, I think so.
1: <laughs> he was the, the one that helped Matt Damon.
0: Oh, yes, He's yes, Falcon. yes, yes. Oh, yeah, yes, no, of course. Yes. Perfect character. Can yes. I tell you why I found him so perfect for the character? Because um, he had this, he almost had this friend mm. type of feel, yeah. Mm. So I, I liked him as well.
1: No, it was really good. So the budget for the film is 50 million US dollars. How nice for George Nolfi that he directs his first film and his budget is 50 million US dollars. That Just, is a dream.
0: Sashi, have you watched the movie Timeline? No. Well, he wrote it. Oh, for real? <laughs> And The Sentinel.
1: Does it have Paul Walker in it? I think it does. And he wrote, did he write Need for Speed or did he direct Need for Speed?
0: Uh, I don't see any Need for Speed yet. Yeah. <laughs> I've got The Banker, Spectral, Birth of a Dragon, Adjustment, well, you know, those are between writing and directing. Look at this, The Banker. He directed, wrote and produced.
1: The Banker was a very good movie. It really was a good movie. I enjoyed The Banker. Yeah, and then box office for the film, so they spent 50 million US dollars, they made 127.9 million US dollars, so they did well, they, they doubled, just over doubled, the cast in the film, it's got a very, very strong cast, so as we've mentioned, Matt Damon is in it, he's the protagonist, he's David Nor- Norris, then Anthony Mackey is it is in it, Emily Blunt is in it, and I, I actually looked forward to seeing her in this film, because... She's actually a very good actress, and every time I watch her in a film, I feel like she's a completely different person. Like, she's never the same in a role. She's played Mary Poppins, she's played The Wife in a Quiet Place. I don't know what the, her name was. I don't even know if it was her name even said. I don't even think her name was said. <laughs> Ryan's doing sign language now, right now for everyone who cannot see him. Yeah, so I, I don't know if her name was mentioned, but she was in there. She was even in the, the Devil Wears Prada. Do you know Emily Blunt was in the Devil Wears Prada? She was that mean secretary that broke. Was it all the bones in her? what did she break? Well, she landed up in hospital because she got hit by a car. Yes, the stress of, of being in the fashion industry. Quite hectic. Um, but the, the cast really, really was strong. And then there was also John Slatery. He played Richardson. Now, that, that was quite interesting because he's also been in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He played Tony Stark's father,
0: yes. Howard Stark. So, you know, you when know. a minute I saw him, I was like, Ah, who's this guy? But I, I I don't I don't think I recognized him from uh, Tony Stark's father. Well, yeah. now I do. I'm like, oh. I didn't
1: either until I read the trivia, and then I was like, oh oh yeah, of course, that's Howard Stark. So we have and and this is the most shocking fact, right? Do you know Matt Damon is in the Marvel Cinematic Universe?
0: As in one we haven't watched yet. No, or?
1: we've watched it. So in Thor Ragnarok, right? I don't know if you remember, there was a play. That was happening where it was Loki that was disguised yes, as yes, his yes, father. Yes, yes. Matt Damon acted as Loki in the play, so you know they were putting on that play in front that of the so king. That makes so much sense now. Yes, he was. He played Loki. Yeah, because he was this like, the play. <laughs> Now that I think
0: about his face, because they had wigs on and stuff. Yes, oh, so okay. he wasn't actually
1: very recognizable. But he, Matt Damon, is in the the Marvel cinematic I know cinematic where I know universe. this guy
0: from now. There's a series that we are watching on Showmax. -hmm. It's called. uh, But it's very good. Like, I really, really enjoy it. I'm going to come back to you now with the original. Ah, damn it. It's. (laughs) Okay. It's a really good series. It's basically about um, IA, and it's taking. AI. AI. <laughs>
1: I'm like I, Inten- intelligence artificial. Thank you.
0: <laughs> I was thinking that I was like in my head, I was having <laughs> that conversation with myself, but uh, and he was one of the designers of it, and now this thing is is taking over, and it's off to him, and he's running, mm. and but he's a bit. Who, him
1: or the artificial intelligence? Okay, yeah.
0: He is. He's got sleeping disorder, and um, but it's a very good series on uh, Showmax. I just Show painted Max. that. So, Showmax, you owe me 20% off my, <laughs> off my, my your, subscription your next subscription, month. subscription, yeah. Thank you very much.
1: Definitely. Okay, this was cool. So, there's a phone number in the film that Emily Blunt gives to Matt Damon in the movie. The phone number is two one two six six four seven six six five. right? That is an actual phone number. Do you want to guess whose phone number that is Run.
0: It goes to the Brooklyn voting (laughs) helpline.
1: Uh, no, but that that was very original. But unfortunately, not. It is owned by Universal Studios and has appeared in other films distributed by the company. It was indefinitely, maybe in 2008, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World in 2010, and Munich in 2005.
0: Interesting.
1: Right. In an effort to avoid the much overused 555 prefix, it's called if called it will ring indefinitely. What? <laughs> So if anyone wants to try that number,
0: yeah. I think we've tried some of our own numbers in some of the films we've done, haven't we?
1: We should do that. Have we done that?
0: I'm sure somewhere where text message needed to come like I know
1: we've changed our... So the ones we were filming a scene and we needed someone to get a text message from someone and we needed it on the shot and we didn't feel like doing the whole CGI thing. So... I think we took Ryan's phone, and Ryan changed my name to, one, to a character. I think it was Kate Fleming from Line of Duty. Yes. And then you changed. There was another person. I you changed t-
0: your, your name. Yes. yes. And yes.
1: You, then you never changed it back afterwards. I never afterwards. changed
0: it back. So I still get a phone call from Kate, Kate Fleming. Fleming.
1: from Line of Duty. Yes. So that's what we've done before. And then according to Emily Blunt, so in, in one part in the film, they filmed by the Statue of Liberty. It wasn't a very long sequence, but they filmed there. But apparently, it was frequently interrupted by onlookers yelling, Matt Damon! Because they saw Matt Damon. And apparently, it was Im- in um, imitation of the puppets from Team America World Police 2004. I've never seen that, but obviously, within that, someone was screaming Matt Damon. But literally, I would just be like, Can you not see we are filming a movie here, people? please. But literally, that, that that shot kept getting interrupted because <laughs> people were screaming Matt Damon's name, which is quite hectic.
0: Okay, so the series I'm talking about is called Next. But I see, yes, it's called Next. Yeah. On Showmax. That's it. It's called Next on Showmax. Very good. We watched the first season, got to the end, and of course, we were left cliffhanging. And season two is not out yet? No, not yet. Mm-hmm.
1: Now... Ryan, what did you think of Emily Blunt's dancing in the film? It
0: was weird.
1: It wasn't her. Oh, is it? <laughs> so it's the dancing scenes were done by a body double dancer Acacia Chate, I think that's how you say her name, of Cedar Lake Company. But Emily Blunt's face was digitally placed on the dancer's what? body. Yes. No. <laughs>
0: yes. Why would they do that?
1: Because they needed it to be Emily Blunt dancing. And she doesn't dance. totally like, added. Yep. I was still like, no. that Emily Blunt, Blunt doesn't dance." And then I was like, oh My word, she's dancing!" Now I'm like, "Oh no, she wasn't dancing. That was just her face." Did but they did it very well because no one would have ever ever have said that her face was digitally placed. On That's like
0: Battleship, right? <laughs> it's it's like we can do it, so we're gonna show off and do it because like there's so many ways to do that. Right. You can use the a, a, a good, a clever camera angle, you can get a. But with the camera double. angle, yeah. If you get someone who's close enough,
1: you could see it was a professional dancer, though. That's why I was like, sure, Emily Blunt can dance, like.
0: But like long, sh- listen, people sword fight and shoot guns and. Yeah, stuff. true. Um, but e.g., what I would do is I would, in the long shots, I would have the professional dancer. Obviously, you know, someone is. Well, imagine finding someone who's similar and that dance. Like, you look similar. Can you dance? No. Yes. Okay, next. <laughs> but now that, and then for the close-ups, you get her. And you just get her to use a simple...
1: But did they actually do close-ups of her dancing?
0: Well, they had to. I'm sure they were like mid-shots. No, come on. It was on.
1: always from like Matt Damon's perspective of him watching her, wasn't it? No, there was zooms in.
0: Did they were, it zoom in? There were like okay. yeah, mid-shots and stuff. What? Yes. I'm shocked. Mm-hmm. Why would they do that?
1: They had money. <laughs> they had fifty million dollars.
0: Well, they were was... like,
1: um, "We we've only spent twenty five. What should we do with the rest? Oh, let's digitally put Emily Blunt's face on a dancer. Good idea!" And then
0: and the CG artist is in there going, "Ah!" Oh. <laughs> it
1: always comes down to the CG. <laughs> I
0: was hoping I was done, have <laughs> to do one more thing. Yeah.
1: So actually, just to give you a heads up, because you've been listening to our show and maybe you don't know what this film's about. So it's about. <laughs> How do you even explain this film? So there is a plan for every single person. Their life is planned out. And in the film, there are like these, these watches of the plan. And they ensure that everyone sticks according to plan. And if they need to do something in order to cause a ripple effect. So for example, Ryan, must, Ryan needs to be late for work today. Because they're going to reset everyone at the office mind. Then they'll make Ryan they'll turn off his alarm clock or they'll do something to make him late. So the whole film's about that, but then what ends up happening is Anthony Mackie's character, by mistake, falls asleep when he's supposed to make Matt Damon spill his coffee all over his shirt, which will make him go back home, which will make him miss them resetting his colleague's mind. Yes, if need be. And then that starts this whole thing where Matt Damon basically falls in love with Emily Blunt, but the plan says that they can't be together. And then... He like looks for her and looks for. Someone made an interesting point because he couldn't find her. He didn't have her number and he didn't have her surname after the first time that he met her. And when when she did give him her number, the people that watch the plan and come and do the ripple effect thing, they took the number and destroyed
0: it. Burned the card up. But
1: someone said, why didn't he just hire a personal investigator? Like he was running for senate, wasn't he? He would have had that at his disposal.
0: To find someone
1: there was the internet look there was oh, wait, a lot he did of th- search the internet he, he said, said he, Googled. he did, oh, shame
0: look uh for me the very interesting thing that i found obviously he is a man of power he's got some stuff so whenever whatever he was doing people were like oh senator so and so whatever yeah so that that was something i kept in my mind the other thing is that um for him being a, yeah, a man a man of power like he would have meetings and then just like that, he would just blow it off. He'd be like, I mean, it was a speech. He had to do a speech. He had to, people were like waiting for him. There was a crowd there. And he was like, postpone it.
1: No. But don't they do that? They do do that. Really? Polit- have you not seen in our country, Ryan? So the president a place. is speaking. Everyone sits waiting for the president to speak. The YouTube live videos are going against the funniest thing everyone's okay. especially in lockdown, yes, and the president shame, but I think that was due to you know much discussion that was happening. I don't think our president Not was blowing at, blowing us off for a girl, yeah, but in this case he was blowing them off for a girl, yes. Mm. Now, Emily Blunt has actually also acted in two other films where it's about changing the future. The first one was Looper in 2012, and the second one was Edge of Tomorrow in 2014. I love that film. Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Cruise.
0: Oh, Edge of Tomorrow. It's
1: brilliant. I love that film.
0: I watched that when I was in Hermanus in Cape Town. For real? Yeah, my sister was like, you haven't
1: watched Edge of Tomorrow?
0: Yeah. I was just like, oh,
1: this is brilliant.
0: <laughs> and I'm sitting there, I'm like, wait, what the... And then... No, uh,
1: Edge of Tomorrow was very good. My
0: brother-in-law was just like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, did he just... He's like, don't ask questions. Just Just watch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> So, I think she's into the whole, you know, changing the future type thing. Now, this is crazy. For me, when I read this, I was shocked and I laughed at the same time. So, apparently, I think um, Matt Damon criticized Barack Obama when he was president about being not performing. So, you know, giving promises and not following through on them. So, in his speech at the 2011 White House Correspondence Dinner, right, in 2011... President Barack Obama responded to criticism from star Matt Damon. And this is what the President of the United States said, people. The President. He literally said, Matt Damon said he was disappointed in my performance. Well, Matt, I just saw the Adjustment Bureau. That is the President of the United States saying this childish comment about an actor's performance, which, by the way, was actually brilliant, Because I'm like, what is is the world come to? Okay, this was 2011. What happened in 2011? It's not like it got better, but...
0: Do you think he was commenting about his acting or about the fact that him as a politician, uh, there was some stuff that he also didn't fulfill? No,
1: I think he was saying his performance, his acting performance. Oh, really? (laughs) That is hectic. That is like shade on another level. From the United States the the United President, the United States President, the President of the United States, at a dinner when you're supposed to be all civil and you know having dinner and stuff.
0: I think that's funny what he said. <laughs> I would have laughed at that comment because wow. that's almost like a, it's like a you know blow off the comment. Well, whatever. Well, you know, let's see you be a bit pitted. By the way, I just watched what the bureau change the Adjustment Bureau and you weren't a better politician either. Yeah, but he's not supposed (laughs) to be a politician
1: and he was acting in a film. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, as a politician, if you haven't delivered on something that you've promised, you can't go and now... (laughs) Yeah, but anyway, that was Barack Obama in 2011. And then, so at the end of the film, in the whole film, they speak about the chairman. So the chairman is basically the person who orchestrates the plan for everyone, and they're looking for the chairman to meet the chairman. Do you know that the film originally ended with them meeting the chairman? They made the chairman a female, but that was scrapped, and and, and there was reshoots that they basically had to reshoot the final scene months after the film wrapped up. Because they wanted to, the studio actually went ahead to change. They really wanted that to scene. make the adjustment, eh? They wanted to make that adjustment. Oh, okay. Yep. All right. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, interesting. Yeah, interestingly, I've got uh, religious themes. It said some reviewers identify Abrahamic theological implications, such as an omnipotent and omniscient God, the concepts of free will and predestination, and elements from the des- destined to the underworld. Right, uh, the theme dating back at least to the story of, yes, <laughs> offices. <laughs> Moreover, <laughs> this should is I a continue? Very, uh, <laughs> theological exploration. Catherine Falsani said that the, yeah, the chairman represents God, while his co-workers are angels. The director of the film, George Yes, stated that the intention of this film is to raise questions.
1: But I don't agree with that because God doesn't control us. Yeah. In this thing, they were controlling our people. Exactly Yeah But it's a good film It's a very good film
0: But Sashi I'm sure you've had those days right You're just like Oh it just had to happen today Didn't it Yeah Hey, You're like what <laughs> By chance My phone is fine every day <laughs> Now it's not fine When I need it the most I was just like oh <laughs> In fact you know what? Early on today I had a situation Where like ah Today It has to happen today Yeah I also had a
1: situation today
0: and I The was Wi-Fi defi-
1: died our Wi-Fi never dies.
0: Right. But today it died. You should have popped your head out the window and looked for the guy with the hat. No,
1: you jinxed it. Ryan actually jinxed my Wi-Fi today. Because last night, you still... So Ryan uh, messages me and says, your Wi-Fi is so fast. I was like, really? For real? And then the Wi-Fi is... died. I was like, you, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan.
0: If you hadn't said anything, it
1: wouldn't have happened. I'm joking.
0: <laughs> it's no longer fast. Anyway, I'm here to bring you up your Wi-Fi back. So. Yes.
1: The Wi-Fi is back, just in case you were worried. Don't worry, people. My Wi-Fi has returned... All right. Mm-hmm. The adjustment was made.
0: Uh, in the Bureau.
1: <laughs> yeah. So this has been the movie show. Go watch the Adjustment Bureau. It is a good film.
0: What a yeah. good film. It is nice a good Nice to film. discuss it.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we will be back for another show next week. This same is time? us signing out. Same place. Mm-hmm.
0: With the same people. Mm-hmm. If you don't know who we are. It is us. Sesh. And Ryan.
1: <laughs> Peace out.
0: So, uh, So this is how we say goodbye. Bye. Shows will then catch us on Instagram at ActiveFM777,
1: Twitter and Gab at ActiveFM, Facebook at activefm 777, as well as YouTube at ActiveFM and our website at www.activefm.co.za. Don't stop, don't hesitate, find, follow, and enjoy us on all our different platforms. You don't want to miss out.